You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. And welcome to Hit the Books, the only weekly WWE Universe fantasy booking show in the universe. I am your host, as always, Ryan Icy, being rudely interrupted by my co-host. I'm interrupted? Like, yeah, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. You're interrupting me on my intro what? on our, our god dang intro. I to was the show. not. I laughed at the thing you said. How I dare you. Say. I I wasn't. I'm I'm not funny. How could you be laughing? That's how I introduce myself. Not funny, Ryan Knightsey. With me, as always, is the head booker of SmackDown Live, Mikey Manfredi. Mikey, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing good. I'm ready to book SmackDown. Uh, we're on the road to WrestleMania, road to Backlash. I mean, Fastlane. Did, was that on per? I have to imagine. Yes, that was, that was on. Please, was on. for the love of God, did did you not evolve since last week? No, that, yeah, on the road to Fastlane. Yes. Uh, Booking, booking our little butts off here, getting ready for the, the big one. Ah, shit, my butt! No, <laughs> I, I booked that. so hard it fell off. Oh man, but I, I, I was gonna talk about like whatever to open up the show, but I, at the time of recording this, we're a little farther away. But when this episode comes out, this Sunday is gonna be AEW Revolution. I know we're a WWE fantasy booking show, but we enjoy all wrestling here. And yes. uh, I'm very. I, how do you feel about heading into Revolution? <laughs> Exploding, barbed wire, death match. Why can't we have any life matches? Like, why can't like the goal of the match be to uh to uh what's the the thing where you put them together and then clear? Yeah, can we do a defibrillator match where it's it's just you? Do gotta... they have to be dead to start? Hmm. Hmm. Interesting thought. Interesting thought. Wait. Okay. Okay. Is it like a is it like a race to revive two dead people? <laughs> like a flag match of sorts. Like whoever whoever does it first wins. I like. I like. I think it's just you use the whoever performs CPR successfully and defibrillates the dead body in front of them wins the match. Would that be too dumb to do in a death match? Is that you like go to like. You knock out the person, and then you take a defibrillator and bring them back to life, and then kill them again. <laughs> it, there, there was okay. Uh, we, we, me and Zach watched a match, and the person uh, who well, was I'm in not, it, watched the match on what? And the, we watched. The, I, I was gonna get the plugs out of the way later, but I guess we can do them now. We watched no, the match on if there's show, a plug, independent waters. If there's a plug opportunity, we plug it. It's like a ship. We can't. We have to on plug our all show, the holes. Independent waters every Wednesday here on the Countout Network. Um. We watched a death match, and one of the guy, one of the guy's goals was he was in a death match every week until someone successfully killed him. Jesus, who is this person? I forgot. Oh my god, it was a while ago. I forgot their name. Give me one. Give me one second. Keep doing your. Keep going on about the show, and I'll get to it. I'll bring it up when I find it. I'm very excited about Revolution this Sunday, uh, just because. Um, as the uh, as the fans, well, no, I'm a big fan of AEW. I do. Do we have bias? Maybe sure. I don't know. Do we even have bias? I don't know why I'm saying that. But I'm very excited about Revolution. Uh, I think they are building it quite well. Uh, I think it. There was a little bit of spinning wheels for a bit, but I think in the past couple of weeks they've sort of started driving it home into Revolution, and I'm getting more excited about it. Um. Uh, I'm excited about everything that's going to happen. Uh, I, I guess by time uh, people are listening to this, we would know who's facing Sheeta, so that would be cool. Um, we know about the Sting, Darby, Allen stuff, which is going to be cool. Um, I don't know. I I, f- I hope also that Sting stuff is the end of the Team Taz versus Sting, Darby storyline because I think that has been going on since like. I don't know, maybe June, July of last year. Like that's that Darby versus Ta- Team Taz. Um, mm. Actually, it might have been May or something. So we're almost coming up on a year of Darby feuding of Team Taz. So 
you know, maybe we should move on a little bit from it. I guess we are with the Revolution Ladder match, um, which we'll we'll know if there's who else is the next person joining it. Um, but yeah, you know, it's exciting stuff coming up for Revolution. Apparently, there's in that ladder match, Mikey. There's going to be a, a mystery spot, just like Brian Very Cage cool. was a double or nothing. We're going to mystery spot who it's going to be. I don't freaking know. I don't. I think it should just be some sort of like indie person. I don't know if there's any sort of WWE or you know New Japan. I guess it could be a New Japan guy. I think that would be cool um, mm-hmm. to be that mystery spot. I don't think that I don't think it's going to be anyone that's like cr- jumping from North American companies to another North American company. Yeah, probably not. Unless it's like Nick Aldis, then I mean, that'd be interesting. <laughs> Which would be interesting. Okay, I found I found out who it was. It was Tim Davidson from Proving Ground. Tim was the Davis. one who Shout was in Tim. the uh, the death match who won people to kill him. Shout also, I Tim found Davis. out when you search up that match on Google, the first result is the Independent Waters episode. So that's fun. Hey, another reason for us to be uploading, <laughs> making sure we upload that stuff to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Get that first result. Uh, I think, yeah. Um, yeah, no. Uh, I'm excited about Revolution. I think it should be a good pay-per-view. I'm very excited about it. It was a good pay-per-view last year. Mm-hmm. Um I uh I'm very upset that uh it's it's been a year of this pandemic and uh, we're coming up on that full year anniversary. Up on the anniversary soon. that nobody the anniversary that no one wanted. No, 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 but not at all. Um but it you know, good news is coming about. Uh I right before we started recording, um or earlier this week, my mom got her first vaccine dose. My friend also got her first vaccine dose, so we're getting there. And my uh, right before we got on the call, my brother called me to tell him that my brother, my sister, and my dad all got scheduled for their first vaccine dose. Um, I am registered, still waiting, uh, still waiting the old schedule. So yeah, it, it, things are things are getting there. People are starting to get scheduled. People are starting to get registered, which is nice. And in Georgia, we're not. Um, <laughs> in Georgia, we're still waiting. I. I I've been told that we're in category, I think it's 1A plus or something. It's basically like 55, mm-hmm. I think, or older. Um, and so I'm just waiting. Uh, I've been starting going through like Facebook, those like vaccine hunter fa- uh, groups on Facebook to see mm-hmm. if we can get some sort of uh, um, expediency on getting vaccines. Because, you know, not everyone who's 50 plus is going to get a vaccine. Uh, not saying that that age group is anti-vaxxing or anything. I think it's just more like, you know, the world is the world. Um, yep. So not everyone's going to get it to begin with. Um, so, you know, we can't, if they have the vaccine, they, it's only use that day. I'll be more than happy to take it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then maybe I can go. You know, I'll be, I'll be glad to take someone's spot. <laughs> Because that's the thing. Like, if I get the vaccine, then I'm I would be more than welcome to uh, travel a little bit more. I would be more than I would still obviously still be wearing a mask, but I'd be more than welcome to go back to the rock climbing gym. Um, haven't done that in almost a year. Because uh, then Thanks. I'll you know I'll be protected while also wearing the mask. And I you know I just want to. It's that safety blanket. You know, it's we all want it. We all want to be secure. Uh, you know, it, I guess using the rock climbing analogy, it's like. Well, I could climb this rock face, or I can harness up and uh, be safe about it. It's mm-hmm. like, well, I'm going to harness up, because I'm not going to be an idiot. And Thanks, fall. And, and I, it's like, I could be good enough to climb the mountain, or I'll fall and die. So, you know. I was going to say, some people are at the free climbing, but that, that ignore that. Yeah, that's terrifying. Um, but yeah, that's, I, that's, I guess, vaccine update over here. Vaccine watch. Vaccine. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. One second and uh, 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 vaccine watch. Okay, there we go. Mikey, go ahead. I was gonna say, in lighter news, uh, if anyone's a fan of Pokemon, we got some big news out of the out of the Pokemon Direct on on Friday, uh, last Friday. Yes, I guess. You. Thank you with the timetables. Uh, last Friday, uh, we got Diamond and Pearl remakes coming out, baby. Diamond and Pro remakes coming out, uh, Pokemon Snap coming out April 30th, and a new Pokemon game called Pokemon Legends uh, coming out at the, be- and the beginning of uh, 2022, which is very interesting because it's an open-world Pokemon game, which is what people have been clamoring for, so it's going to be very interesting. It's like Breath of the Wild meets Pokemon. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, it, I looked at some of the uh, art... Not artwork, but I guess the 
art uh, frames of it or whatnot of that and it looks so interesting it looks kind of beautiful and you said that it's gonna be legends pokemon legends this is gonna have yes. hulk hogan the rock stone cold yep. andre exactly iron cheek sergeant gotta slaughter catch all. gotta catch them all we're gonna be in a steel cage match what was this game legends of wrestlemania did every anyone play that game i never i i've never played that game i saw it a bunch of I places have. uh it never just never played it once um, that old Legends of Wrestling. I don't know, yeah. I don't, I don't there was there was this there was this old arcade game that they had at this place called Yestercades near me that that I used to play, but they got rid of it. It was just like an old WWE arcade game. Interesting. Um, interesting. Uh, and they had a pinball machine that they also got rid of. They just got rid of all the wrestling stuff, and I was like, oh, what the heck? <laughs> well, they figured out that wrestling is dumb. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> no, I feel like once I feel like I, that's kind of the reason why I like AEW a lot is that the more uh, the longer it goes on, the more brand awareness it's going to get. Uh, and and yet they still don't know how to book their women. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess yeah. They, they, you know, it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Twenty twenty one, hopefully, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, um, we'll see how revolution goes. <laughs> it's like it's like listen, we were giving you slack in the beginning because it's like you're a new company, but like you don't get that anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's frust. It's all frustrating. And we can go. We can. That's our. That's that, a that slack is it. no longer there. It's really time to 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 get in there and tighten it up. Yeah, and that diatribe will be for a, very much another day because that could that diatribe could take up like thirty minutes of an episode. We, we could do a whole show on that. Yeah, exactly. Um. Well, speaking about booking women. Let's get into uh, Hit the Books proper. Every single week, Mikey and I book our own versions of Raw and SmackDown. I'm writing Raw. Mikey's writing SmackDown. I'm wearing a red hoodie. He's wearing a blue hoodie today. Uh, it just worked out. Didn't do that on purpose, but we definitely <laughs> did it on accident. Uh, I have my GCW hoodie on, so. Uh, but yes, beautiful. Um, so, we, yeah, we're, we, every single week for almost two years now. Or no, over two years now. I think we're almost on three years now. Uh, we In the summer, we'll hit three. Um, uh, we write our own versions of Raw and SmackDown, the whole full five matches, promos, segments, all these sort of things. And we kind of like to keep it realistic by uh, rolling the randomizer at the end of the show, sort of uh, replicate like injuries or whatnot. So we'll do that when we get to the end of the show. Uh, and we'll talk about all of that when we get there. But all of that's determined on your vote. So we're not only trying to surprise each other with good matches and good cards. But we want you to decide. We want to win over you, the audience, every single week uh, and vote for our show being the better one. So I'm going to start us off here, Mikey, with Monday Night Raw. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's start off this week. Opening up the show with Drewy Max. Uh, Drew oh McIntyre. Drew, Drew Mac and Cheese, baby. <laughs> Drew Mac and Cheese. I love it. Uh, that's my new tag team. I'm going to figure out who's going to be the cheese. Who's going to say who's cheese? I don't know yet. Uh, he says last week was about revenge, but he thinks he's lost sight of what this is all about. Uh, my journey is for the WWE championship, of course, and between Dijakovic beating me and Roman Reigns literally trying to kill me, uh, it appears my goal has wavered a little bit. Uh, and the fact of the matter is, is that I am still distracted. I cannot move forward until my revenge is complete. The rage inside me has increased tenfold, and the three of us need to settle this in the ring. Uh, I like it. Dijakovic walks out and says that he doesn't care about Drew McIntyre. Uh, you've been an afterthought in my pursuit, uh, in pursuit of my destiny. Uh, you are simply a stepping stone to my greatness. I have all the tools of this business to make it, and I will mark my words, uh, Drew. And feast your eyes. Um, I like it. Uh, then Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman come on the screen, uh, sitting in an office in a large chair. Roman Reigns is. Uh, Reigns says that they all need to calm down. It's not about revenge or destiny. It's about control, having a grasp over all over everything. And I don't see either one of you in control. You see, I'm already steps ahead of you all. I spoke to my counsel, and we've arranged a situation. Next week, there will be, uh, no, not next week, uh, in two weeks, there will be a number one contenders match for the WWE Championship. And because Paul is so great at his job, as he gestures towards Paul Heyman, he has already secured my spot in that match. Uh, you two, however, still have to find yours. Good luck tonight. Uh, I like it. 
McIntyre and Dijakovic look at each other and they start brawling uh, with Dijakovic uh, reigning tall at the end. I like the idea of like Roman Reigns being like, yes, I already got my spot. Good luck, you two. And then they just look at each other and just start throwing hands. Exactly right. Exactly right. They're like, uh-oh, this is this is important. This is important Ray to us. Just like, listen, I'm not an idiot. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna do this in the ring like all you dunces and and call my shot. I'm gonna I'm gonna work behind the scenes and uh, make things happen. Exactly you right. Know? Exactly right. That is Roman Reigns' character there. Um, he he's going to he's going to try to kill you, but he's also going to have the control and the power and all that jazz. He is, after all, the head of the table. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. like I like this new Roman whose answer is it super punch every or Superman punch everything. Yeah. No. Uh, but that does set up our main event, which is Dijakovic versus Drew McIntyre. Winner will face Roman Reigns in a number one contenders match next week. I like it. I like it. Uh, moving right along, we got our first match of the night, which is Lindsay Dorado taking on Daniel Bryan. Uh, okay. In a one-on-one action here, Daniel Bryan gets the win. Big win for Daniel Bryan. Uh, sizable win for I wouldn't say big win for Daniel Bryan. I mean, did he? Did I mean, beat... Lindsay Dorado just went up against the Boston Champion for the United States Championship. I guess that's true. He's Lindsay Dorado's been on a little bit of a push recently, but uh, he's now lost that match at Elimination Chamber, and he lost this match. So it looks like that push has no longer sustained. Um, sustained. I'm a new judge. I've been working on my judge license. Anyways, uh, we got next up. We got a backstage segment with Heavy Machinery, uh, who are working out. Otis is on the bench and still together. Yes, of course. In our universe, they are. Otis is at the bench. Tucker's got those bands. Yeah. Um. Uh. Charlie asks them about what's their plan now that they're back. Uh. Tucker tells Char. Tucker tells Charlie that they've got what they wanted for beating One Nation for right now, uh, but I won't be surprised if we're going to have to deal with them again later down the line. Tucker continues saying that after, uh, saying that those six weeks at home with our families was nice and, and real welcome, but we are here to work. You know, We don't have these fancy suits, fancy cars. We don't need all that. We're here to get that paycheck, come home, and take care of our families. And that's what One Nation took from us, that paycheck. Uh, so we're back here to find a way to feed that feed our families each and every week. Uh, Otis puts the weights back and tells a story about how he had this chicken growing up. Uh, he said that he worked every night after school so that he had enough money to take care of his chicken. Okay. Uh, one week he got sick uh, and was forced to not come to work. Because of that, he didn't have enough money to buy food for the chicken that week. Um before he can really finish the story, Tucker cuts in and says that people like us are providers. Uh, we hate those days when we can't work, can't w- help out, we can't provide for our loved ones. Um, like a chicken. Like like a chicken in this instance. Uh, but we it, we hate those days where we can't help, can't provide for our loved ones, and that's all going to change moving forward. I love I love this is this is very personal. I feel like this promo is very personal. Uh, it's, it's like, it's like very Otis personal. Like it's kind of like at first it's kind of silly. And then you're like, Oh, Oh, that's actually kind of sad. You know, like it gets you like, it it pulls you in with the Otis silliness. Cause you're like, Oh, Otis with a chicken. (laughs) Ha ha. Good one. And it's like, Oh, Oh no. Oh, he, Oh no. He like, Oh. I, I, you know, I, I, I purposely didn't say what happened to his chicken because I'm just making yeah. up some sort of story here. But yeah, it is like I want to like go and showcase that blue collar idea of like I'm here to bring a check home to provide for my family. That's why we're here. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. What we're doing. Um, and sorry, I needed like some sort of Otis part of that promo, and I was like, I'm just gonna make up a story about a chicken. Because uh, <laughs> you're right, it sounds weird because it's Otis, and it kind of fits because it's Otis. Uh, but yeah, it's just like, you know, I want to, I want to give, give some personality, give some backstory a little bit to heavy machinery, uh, as we move forward with them. And I won't describe that, uh, Fair moving right along, we had a singles match, Bailey taking on Ruby riot, um, okay. uh, last week, Bailey beat Peyton Royce and attacked her for Candice to get the match, uh, offered it to Candice LeRae who, uh, did not, or ne- didn't necessarily deny it, but didn't accept it either. Uh, and Ruby Wright made the save there for Peyton. So now it's singles match, Bailey versus Ruby Riot. Um, Bailey's going to get the win here after the referee misses a kendo shot to the head. 
So the referee's distracted. Maybe they pulled a, the turnbuckle the refer- pad off. Wait, the referee misses the kendo shot? Yes, the referee... Bailey pulls the uh, turnbuckle pad off. Ref puts it back on. Bailey hits Ruby Riot with a kendo stick. Oh. Uh, one, two, three. I took it in the context of the ref let to go for a kendo stick shot and missed. Yeah, yeah, what the hell, ref. The ref turned heel. Um, but yeah, so that's that's going to be the result there. Bailey gets the win with a kendo stick help. After the match, yep. Bailey continues the attack on Ruby, of course. Uh, but then Peyton Royce and Candice LeRae make the save. Uh, they run down and make the save. Peyton Royce tackles Bailey, and the kendo stick goes flying, goes free. Uh, Le- Candice LeRae picks it up, uh, thinks about it for a second, you know, looking over at Ruby Riot. Ruby says, no, don't do this. <laughs> no, no, think of it. LeRae, 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 what are you doing? It's not, this isn't over-dramatized or anything. It's just like she's looking at Ruby, thinking about it for a second. Uh, she's like, no. Uh, LeRae snaps out of it and goes to hit Bailey with the candlestick, but Bailey ducks out of the way and accidentally hits Peyton Royce with it. Uh, she goes to apologize, and Bailey escapes, smiling and grinning. Ooh, again, Candice LeRae not not immediately denying the notion of hitting Ruby Riot with this kendo stick. Like the thinking about it is what really hooks you in here. There, yeah, there's something about Bailey. Bailey hasn't really gotten to her because Bailey hasn't really gotten you know succeeded in her. She she Bailey is winning matches with the help of this cheating and whatnot. And Candice LeRae is maybe thinking about it. She doesn't still doesn't go for it, but she's still you know she's thinking not, about these things. Not fully convinced, but the whispers of Bailey are definitely there. Yes, the, the whispers of Bailey coming to a bookstore near you. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, 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 yes. Moving right along, we got a video package. We got a, a dark lit shipping container uh, outside. Of oh, home. my favorite. Yes, uh, Randy Orton drags a cameraman inside. Uh, Uh, Orton tells the cameraman that he told the world that he was taking back what is his and destroying Edge in the process. Um, uh, Uh, I am the legend of this business, not you, but you see yourself, Edge, as this selfish, entitled prick. Need to learn who is the better man, and I will prove to you that I am the better man. Fight me at Fastlane. You, me, one-on-one. You put your title opportunity on the line, Edge, and when I beat you, you can watch your WrestleMania dream match dissolve and get taken over by me. Uh, Orton pauses and says, you know, he doesn't think, however, that Edge will take him up on his offer, so that's why he had to find and gather some motivation for Edge. I, I think I have a feeling I know who his motivation might be. <laughs> Orton pulls the cameraman closer. Uh, into the container, and in the corner of a room is a bound and gagged Christian. Yup. <laughs> Orton, Orton leans down and then kicks Christian's head into the side of the container. Orton tells Edge that if you give me what I want, I'll let Christian go. Until then, we will be waiting. Orton then kicks the cameraman out of the shipping container. I like it. I like or, or Vicious Orton. Vicious Orton trying to encourage Edge to fight him at, uh, at Fastlane mm-hmm. coming up for for the the Royal Rumble opportunity. Yes. I dig it. Exactly right. Exactly right. That's the play here. That's the plan here. Um, is that he wants Edge. He wants that Royal Rumble opportunity. He wants that title match against Keith Lee at WrestleMania. Uh, and he's uh, abducted Christian for it. And he has abducted Christian for it. This is how much this means to Orton. Exactly right. He's going to just kidnap people. Hey, you know, sometimes you got to kidnap people. Uh, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Uh, moving along, uh, we got a singles match. It's Aleister Black taking on Akira Tozawa. Uh, Akira Tozawa has Cruz in his corner, and Tommaso Ciampa is on commentary. Ooh, okay. Uh, match is going on. A lot of back and forth action here. Ricochet is, Ricochet is watching the match backstage. Excuse me. He's watching this match backstage. Uh, Ciampa obviously on commentary seeing that Ricochet is watching his mac- match backstage sort of buries him a little bit for losing the title to him uh, so you know what does he what does he want what does he what does he have what is he thinking what you know just not bury the guy or whatever uh, but it is ultimately Aleister Black who gets the win over Akira Tozawa uh, and that probably doesn't go well over for uh, Tommaso Ciampa that's fair uh, this is a big win for uh, Aleister Black on his return I love it uh, super super great yeah. 
Moving right along, we got a backstage interview with Asuka. Uh, Charlie Caruso asks Asuka about her loss in Elimination Chamber. Asuka says that she did not win, but the goal did not change. I will win back the Raw Women's Championship one day. Uh, Liv Morgan and her posse of Chelsea Green and Mickey James walk up. They interrupt, and Morgan tells Asuka that you may think that's your title, but while you've been away, I have taken over the women's division over here on Raw. Um, so you uh, are no match, basically, to me, Liv Morgan. Asuka steps up and simply asks if she won the chamber, uh, which is not, <laughs> which she did not. Uh, Morgan gets upset <laughs> yes. about that, about that question, uh, and he and her and her posse leave. Okay. Okay, I like the, I'm sorry, did you win or not? <laughs> yeah, exactly right, exactly right. She's like, mm, I don't know about this because I think you lost too. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, and that moves us right into the next match, which is Chelsea Green with James and Morgan in her corner, taking on Dana Brooke with Mandy Rose in hers, with Chelsea Green getting the victory. Okay, all right, big win for Chelsea Green here. Uh, is every win a big win? <laughs> yes, every win's a big win. Win wins and losses matter here. Yes. Uh, backstage we got Dijakovic getting ready for his match. Charlie Cruz comes over for uh, uh one last interview, wishes him good luck into his match, I mean event match. Dijakovic tells Charlie that he doesn't give a shit about what she thinks. Uh, Oof. he says that he's making his own legacy. He's winning the number one contendership, winning at fast lane then beating Edge at WrestleMania to become the biggest star in this company. Until then, feast your eyes. He's the feast your eyes guy. So we gotta do that, do that catch line twice in one night. All right, big interview now. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, I like I like the fire here. Uh, and I like the, the confidence. Just, just being, yeah, the confidence, the fire being like, I don't care what you think. I'm going into this match and I'm going to win. Yeah, he's he's very much a destiny, fate, like, this is what I'm destined to do uh, kind like of character. Uh, That's you got to feast your eyes. Exactly right. Moving right along, we've got the main event, Dijakovic versus Drew McIntyre. Winner will face Roman Reigns next week in number one contenders match. Uh, and it is the winner of this match, this main event match, Mikey, is going to be Drew McIntyre. Ooh, all right. Drew McIntyre picking up the victory here. Huge for him uh, <laughs> i saw that pause as you like me like uh oh <laughs> yeah i mean like it, i mean like this is this one is important though this one is this was like almost the like this was a rivalry coming to a head these two really hate each other and uh it's whoever got this win it was gonna be big for them after the match roman reigns comes out and attacks mcintyre with the spear uh the finish the wrestling move not the weapon uh, then he uh, grabs a chair and beats... I would hope so. <laughs> yes, he grabs a chair, Roman Reigns does, and beats up both guys, Dijakovic and Drew McIntyre. Uh, Roman even goes ahead and smashes Dijakovic's arm into the post with the, with the chair, uh, possibly breaking it, injuring it, who knows. Uh, so Roman Reigns... Possibly, yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, Roman Reigns, Dijakovic's lost, but Roman Reigns has taken out his arm. <laughs> another... another... <laughs> More people taking out arms over there on Raw, huh? Hey, what do you know? <laughs> hey, these these you just, things you just really like you just really like hurting people's arms. I guess it should be their leg. I guess it should be Dijakovic's leg. Um, so I'm gonna change it. Nope, you've leg. already committed. No, 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 no. I, I'm changing it. I'm changing it to Dijakovic's leg because that's easier to wrap around a post. So maybe it's like Fair. his his knee or whatever gets gets busted. Yikes. Um, yeah, so yes, that is the finish of the show, and that is all of Monday Night Raw. Mikey, thoughts on Monday Night Raw here? I liked it a lot. Uh, very good Raw. Uh, I like the ending uh, of the of Dijakovic's leg just getting wrapped around the pole and annihilated, yes. uh, which does not bode well for him in the future. Uh, big man event. Uh, I really like I really like the stuff you're setting up. I, I still can't get over the... Uh, did you win? I don't think you did. And then we're being like, ugh. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm continuing setting up a lot of things here. I feel like I'm setting up too much. Alistair Black's return to the ring. Very yeah. nice. I feel like I'm setting up too many things for having four matches at the next pay-per-view. Fair. I have, I'm setting up too many things, but then I realize I have, like, 
a bunch of matches. <laughs> By the way, like two, like one of the match, like none of the matches are confirmed, but at least two of them are being like fairly obvious where it's going. What like it's yeah. probably gonna have an FS lane. Um, so it's like, huh, what are the other two matches are gonna do? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, building up a lot of things, these individual stories. Um, and we'll see. That's what I felt with Elimination Chamber, right? I was building up a lot of stuff, and then I only had three match losses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I, that's what I feel right now. But I also, <laughs> I, in the background, I also understand that like WrestleMania is going to be a two night event where we both get like I think it was like eight matches or something. Jesus. Uh, total. <laughs> so, uh, so I also am like, well, I'll just build up a butt ton of things, and then I'll pick and choose what I put on what night. <laughs> Yep, I already have because I already have a couple ideas of matches I want to do. And I need to like me too flesh out the rest of our schedule so I can like start r- writing those in. I should also just write write down the matches I want for WrestleMania and figure out how to build to those because I like have the ideas in my head, but I don't want to lose them. I should really just like write them down somewhere. That's what I do. That's a fun fact. That's what I did day one. <laughs> I have I had a, a schedule here for what I wanted to have. Uh, and I've been kind of adjusting it more or less, but I can tell you like what my Royal Rumble match plan was, what my Elimination Chamber match plan was. Ryan is a much more organized human being than I am when it comes to this show. Elimination Chamber was supposed to be Ricochet versus Champa versus MVP with referee R Truth for the U.S. title, where MV- beautiful, where MVP wins. Very interesting. Yeah, that's what it was supposed to be, uh, and then that did not happen. Um. I also had One Nation versus LLC in a Raw tag team match. That didn't happen. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I still got uh, – I think I have, like, uh, one, one, two, three, three – I got four matches p- putting down here for WrestleMania. Uh, and one of them are already not going to happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll tell you that. Well, maybe I guess it could. I don't know when this person's coming back. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I'm just building up. That's, that's what we do here, folks, is that we're just constantly building up stories and making new stories and having people do things because people need to do things, you know, whether people need not... to do things indeed. Yeah. Like I have Oscar and Liv Morgan, two people that are fairly important in my women's division. And I was like, well, I needed them to do something. So let's, uh, <laughs> they'll do this. Um, so yeah, that's, that's all the plans there. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's uh Monday Night Raw, Mikey. Let's get into SmackDown. Yeah, why don't we get into it? I don't know. All Let's right. get into it. I'm asking okay, you. Okay, I will. <laughs> All right. So our show opener, we got Sami Zayn opening the show, grabbing a mic, saying to the WWE Universe, so Karrion Cross wants to be next in line for my Universal Championship. I mean, you can't blame him. He's been undefeated here on SmackDown since he showed up. And if anyone deserves a shot, it's him. Last week, he made me realize that we've also been on very similar paths lately. We both took on monsters in our own right in matches that were equally as brutal, but we both came out on top. This got me thinking that when two people who can't get put down by even the worst of the worst clash, who comes out on top? Well, Cross, at Fastlane, I intend to find out because I accept. When I beat you to retain my title, it'll be just another stepping stone on my path to becoming the greatest universal champion. Zit. Zane drops the mic and turns to head out when, from the ring, he spots Cross and Scarlet on the entrance ramp. They stare each other down without a word said between them. Hot damn. Sami Zayn versus Karrion Cross At Fastlane. That's, I'm excited about that. Karrion Cross, mm-hmm. Scarlet. I'm writing this all down. Uh, excited about that. Sami Zayn, a great promo. More of a Carrie Zane for this promo. Maybe a Miranda. Um, <laughs> dumb joke. Uh, moving on. Uh, and facing Karrion Cross. Yeah, uh, I like. I think it was last week, right, where Karrion Cross had a very good promo that I liked. Yeah, uh, the yes. video package was Karrion Cross uh, and Scarlet, uh, cha- basically challenging Zayn to a Universal Championship match. Yeah, and I like it uh, with uh, Sami Zayn accepting it. I think it was a good move. Sami Zayn accepting, not just accepting it, but accepting it. The week after in the openers, Hemi Zayn was like, snap off yes to that challenge. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's like, I don't care. I faced the fiend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, what's I think that's, what's that, I think that's the mindset that Sami Zayn's in right now. He's like, I beat the fiend. Anyone who wants some, bring it on. F it, you yeah. know. No, I'd love for that to be explored because I feel like carrying cross can take advantage of that. <laughs> I think that's like the slight story I'm going for here is like two 
two people who beat monsters at elimination, like Monster Hunter yeah. versus Monster Hunter, who wins. Yeah, ooh, yeah. No, yeah. And they're going to have a, a cat companion that's going to hang out with them. They're going to have a huge buster sword. You said I should have guessed. I should. I knew. I knew it was coming. You said this is a monster hunter. Monster show, hunter. Right? Yep. <laughs> I'm just gonna be a real coming. stinker of jokes today. Anyway, let's get into match number one. We got Andrade taking on Drew Gulak, uh, and Andrade gets the victory here. I assume Andrade and Morrison, right? Uh, with Andrade's with Morrison, yeah, but yes. Andrade gets the victory uh, by by his lonesome. No, no shenanigans here. No shenanigans. Just establishing yep. clean, more wins. Clean, clean win for Andrade here. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. After that, we have a backstage interview with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez about their attack last week. Kai speaks up and says, what happened last week was simple business. Nothing personal against either team. We just did what was best for us regarding our upcoming match at Fastlane for the, for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Charlotte and Natalia were just in the wrong place at the wrong time, and we had to get them out of the way as well. At Fast, but before Dakota Kai can finish her sentence, she's interrupted by Flair and Natalia, and Flair cuts her off and says, Oh, wrong place, wrong time. I think if anyone's in the wrong place, it's you two. You have no idea what kind of competition is on the SmackDown roster, but don't worry. We'd be happy to give you a first-hand lesson later on tonight. And how about we make it a little more interesting? How about you put that number one contendership on the line? Ooh. Raquel stands face-to-face with Flair and Kai and says... and well, Raquel stands face-to-face with Flair and Kai says, well... Since we kicked your asses last week, I'm not too worried about it. So yeah. see you in the ring. Yeah. Great. Setting up for our main event, Flair versus Flair and Natalia versus Kai and Gonzalez with the number one contendership for the women's tag titles on the line. Great, great line from Charlotte Flair, though. <laughs> You're talking about this wrong place. <laughs> what, what, was the, what was the exact line? I'm going to look it up. Uh, wrong place, wrong time. I think if anyone is in the wrong place, it's you too. That's a great line. That's such a great line right there. Oh, I love that that's so like much. The, that's like the, you don't even go here. Exactly. You don't even go here. What are you, what are you talking about? Uh, no, I, 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 I think that's just a great line to throw in there. I love it so much. Uh, cause yeah, no, yeah. These are NXT wrestlers. They're not SmackDown. I know our rosters are different from the real life versions of WWE, but they are still NXT wrestlers. They won the, they won the dusty tournament in our championship world, which I think technically, if I remember correctly, is like, I think the third dusty cup in our universe Sounds right. Because I be- if I remember correctly, the first WrestleMania we did, we did a four-way for the women's tag team titles, I think, or three-way or something. And I think mm-hmm. we had Io Shirai and uh, uh, Kyrie Sane team for that match. And I think we the reason we said they won that is because we had some sort of women's dusty to get them a, a title we match. We did it first. We did it first. I think, we pre- I think that we'll, we'll, we'll chalk it up to the... Uh, predicting wrestle uh, WWE things. There's another one. That's, there's another one. There we go. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, great. Alright, after that we have match number two. We have Alexa Bliss taking on Billy Kay with Alexa Bliss getting victory. No stakes here, just a one-on-one match. Easy peasy. Easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. Mm-hmm. And Alexa Bliss getting her first win in a while on this one. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. After that, we have a video package, and it's Seth Rollins standing in a dark room, silhouetted by a bright light behind him with his arms spread wide. He turns toward the camera, the light dims, so he is fully in view, and also in a fully white suit. Uh, SmackDown, your savior is here again. (laughs) When you needed me the most, I reared my head and gave you all salvation. Salvation not only from the traitor, but also from a man too confident for his own good. Owens, Mastiff, last week was for your own good, you see. I'm trying to save you from yourselves. Mastiff, you constantly try to make a name for yourself, but whenever the big moment comes, you choke. The only time you ever had any sort of success was with me. Now, if you decide to come back, all will be forgiven, and we can get you back out on the road to success. Owens, you know, some say that overconfidence is a flimsy shield, and yours is slowly cracking. You believe that you are able to stand toe-to-toe with anyone who comes your way, but Owens, you, have, you, you two have had your fair share of losses in big matches. I'm going to take you down a peg and rip away that which does not belong to you, the Intercontinental Championship. 
that title is too much of a burden for someone like you, and a burden as heavy as a title should only be shouldered by the Savior himself. I'm trying to bring salvation, and salvation is what I shall bring. The lights turn very bright again behind him and suddenly silhouetted him again. Great. Great promo. Great outfit choice. You know, we're really you're really rolling into this being Seth Rollins' resurrection. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that outfit choice, that's you know that's what we're talking about here. Um, you know, I I think that's great. Uh, I love that so much. Uh, I love him. Talk just great lines, great lines. Uh, from here, Mikey for for Seth Rollins, just really great lines, multiple great lines. <laughs> uh, it, it like I I just real good, really Thank solid you. promo between the flare line earlier, this one here, the. Kieran Cross one last week. Uh, what was it? The shield gimmick of like shield of like a cracking flimsy thing. Uh, overconfidence is a flimsy shield and yours is slowly cracking. Beautiful. Just a beautiful line. Poetry right there. You'll love to hear it. Thank you. Thank you. I, I love, like I said, I love writing pro. I love writing promos. It's one of my favorite parts of this show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's real good. All right. After that, we have a match between King Corbin and Elias, uh, the old the old classic. Yeah. Uh, with 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 one doubt. on what in doubt King Corbin versus Elias <laughs> with Carmella on commentary uh, during the match. Carmella distracts the referee so Cor- Corbin can get a cheap shot on Elias, but before he's able to, Sasha Banks slides in the ring and gives Corbin a Hurricane Rana and leaves before the ref notices, which gives Elias the opening he needs, which gives Elias the opening to win the match. Oh, very nice. Carmella getting the uh, Zelina Vega spot there. Yeah. <laughs> that, that Hurricane Rana. Or so they say. Uh, yeah. Um, yep. You know, or so they say. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Elias picking up the victory here over King Corbin. Uh, after the match, as Carmella is trying to drag Corbin up the ramp and back to the locker room, Sasha grabs a mic and says, since I got attacked two weeks ago, I've been laying low trying to figure out who attacked me. And with the help of GM Page and Arena Security, I was able to get my hands on some interesting footage. Why don't we take a look? On the Titantron, we see backstage footage of Sasha walking through the backstage area when suddenly she meets Corbin. It looks like the two are having an argument until Sasha shoves Corbin out of the way and goes to storm off. But suddenly, a chair flies in from off screen, hitting Sasha in the head. She staggers back into Corbin, who hits the end of days on Sasha. Nice. And runs away from the scene of the attack. We cut back to Sasha in the ring, and she says, Carmella and Corbett attacked me that night, and I thought they could take me out to get their hands on a possibly vacant women's championship. But I'm still here. You thought you could take out the boss that easily. If you want a piece of me, why don't you come get it face-to-face? Carmella grabs the mic, and she says, Wow, look (laughs) at super sleuth Sasha Banks. She thinks she has it all figured out. And you know what? She's pretty close, but... There's one key detail you were missing. I wasn't in the building that night. Just then from behind Sasha, Sonya Deville spins her around and hits her in the gut with a chair, stands over her, and she leaves with Carmella and Corbin. Very interesting. Very interesting development. Mm -hmm. This sort of alliance between Corbin, Carmella, and Sonya. Uh, Now Sonya, going to spell her name with a C. Uh... (laughs) Very interesting development. Develop mm-hmm. development, if you will. Develop yes, very good. <laughs> ha cha cha. Ha ha machi. Ooh boy. But yeah, I, the I idea was off. that the, the, the chair coming from uh off screen was yeah. to be like, Oh yeah, that was Carmella, but then being like, mm-hmm. Nope, it was Sonya. The fake out. Yeah, no. Very intri- mm-hmm. very interesting. Very, very, very interesting here. Yeah. Uh I'm I, I like this. I, I like the, where the storyline is going with these four. <laughs> yes, I'm intrigued, to say the least. Uh, after that, we have uh, match number four, which is another singles match, and we have AJ Styles with Ballard taking on Jimmy Uso with Jay, and AJ Styles picks up the victory. Okay, there we go. Just a singles win there for the Styles yep. master. Uh, after the match, Styles and Ballard celebrate when Morrison and Andrade sneak up behind them, but this time AJ and Finn are ready and turn around to meet them face-to-face. The two teams brawl until Styles and Balor stand tall, sending Morrison and Andrade running. You love to see smart baby faces. Um, mm-hmm. They knew it was coming. They knew the MO. So they were like, oh, we're, we've been in this business long enough. We know it's about to happen. Turn around. Yes. There they are. They they wait, wait them off. I don't think wait is the right word there. 
but they get them off. They get them off their hands. I mm-hmm. you're very, you love to see smart babies. Yep. Uh, after that, we have a little backstage interview with Styles and Balor. Uh, they are getting asked about what the New Day said said about them last week. Uh, Styles speaks up and says, it was kind of a surprise to us, honestly. The New Day have been leading the tag team division of WWE for as long as any of us can remember. So saying that we should challenge Morrison and Andrade, well, how can we deny an endorsement like that? We knew they would be on the hunt tonight, and we were ready for them. So at Fastlane, we want a shot at those SmackDown Tag Team Championships, and we're going to do whatever it takes to get one. Nice. Nice. So the, 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 I mean, obviously the champions have to accept at this point, but uh, that's a beautiful match there. That's what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Styles mm-hmm. and Balor, Morrison, Andrade. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Hot dog. <laughs> Uh, all right, we, at the end of the show, we have match number five, our main event, Flair and Natalia taking on Kai and Gonzalez. And in this one, Kai and Gonzalez pick up the victory when Kai pins Natalia, retaining their number one contendership. After their match, as Kai and Gonzalez are celebrating, Storm and Niven come to the ramp, and they stare each other down. Very nice. I, I like that the tease of like Flair and Natalia are going to take it, uh, especially because it's Charlotte Flair. It's immediate mm-hmm. dread for everyone in the universe. Uh, but letting Kai and Gonzalez get the win over that team uh, just cements it even more. Because you don't want to see them like win the whole tournament and then lose to Charlotte Flair. That's... No. Exactly. <laughs> Insanity. But it I, was... Th- this match was... This match was solely to build up Kai and Gonzalez. Because it also uh, will lead into future storylines. Because like, oh, in the future of Kai and Gonzalez move up to the main roster. You got Flair and Natalia right you, you there. Got, to... You got Flair and Natalia waiting for him. Exactly. So that's great. Great, 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 great stuff. Great, great, great stuff. Thank you. And that's that's the end of SmackDown. No, there we go. Uh, I think before the show, you said it wasn't that great of a SmackDown, but I thought it was very solid. It, it was more. I don't. I don't know if like the matches were all like like hot hot stuff like mine were. Uh, I think I think that's that's what I was more uncomfortable about. Like I was I was pretty. I felt pretty confident in my promos and all my segments, but like my matches were like, I felt like completely whatever. And that's what was like kind of ruining my confidence. Mm-hmm. Because that's the mixture is that like, it's, it's, you're, you're very good at the promos, but it's like figuring out those like matches are the tough part. And I'm not saying yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a great at it either. I feel like, I feel like I'm the reverse where my matches, I feel like I set up good matches, but my promos are slightly weak. Um, I don't think your promos are weak. You 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 have some good promos. They're slightly weak. I don't. I, don't, I think yours are better. But yes, we're we're two halves of a good part. We're, all, we're each trying to get the other <laughs> part better. Um, but yeah, it, really, what this episode was for SmackDown was building up really four possible matches at at Fastlane. Mm-hmm. Uh, between Storm, you know, the women's tag team titles, Universal, the women's championship, the SmackDown tag team titles. Um, really building up four matches is like starting to do that. Um, you know, that's really what the show was, uh, was starting that sort of build up to those four matches. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got two more possible matches on the SmackDown side as well on top of that one to two. So that's, you know, I'm excited to see what else you got in store for fast lane. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I have ideas for fast lane and I think, they're going to lead pretty cleanly into my WrestleMania idea, so I'm excited. And that that's good. one of those matches are obviously going to be, I don't know, King Corbin versus hmm, who on the roster should we pick? <laughs> uh, I, be, I, at WrestleMania, it's going to be King Corbin versus Sami Zayn. When in doubt, when in doubt, King Corbin versus Elias. You and when I have doubt, always King done Corbin that. King Corbin versus Elias, the old classic. You and I always do that. <laughs> it's just like, huh. King Corbin's going to know Because I, like, I feel like no matter what, we know King Corbin and Elias could have a solid match. Yeah, I guess that's true. I think it's also that like we for me it's more so that like I want King Corbin to still do a thing, but I'm not have anything for him, so I still want him on the show. And lies at the same breath, so I'm just gonna put the two together. But then I constantly put them together, and I'm like, I got nothing for these guys. You constantly put them together, so they're in like a forever feud. Yeah, because I got I was like I got nothing for them. It's um, just I feel like I feel like that's just like that's just our show is just Elias and King Corbin in this like feud that never ends. Yeah. You, you can very much like having someone do like long-term booking like we do, you can very much see 
who we each like believe in as wrestlers and promos and all that stuff like who we would i mean obviously who we who we would be pushing like you mm-hmm. can see like who is important who has fallen to the wayside people like you know pushing corbin right now but corbin for the most part has sort of been by the wayside for us at least yeah. for me he was elias a little bit uh the miz greatly <laughs> the miz the the miz in, in in time of this recording whether or not bobby lashley wins is up for uh we'll, we'll see but like the miz is like <laughs> like a nothing wrestler on our show and he is the current <laughs> wwe champion we're just so we just keep like we don't know what to do with the Miz because like we said it's just so the same thing every single time and it's just getting we feel like it's getting stale and we don't want to put that on anybody it's just stale and there's like nothing we can think of that will honestly like the best thing the Miz could do for his career I take I take that back because he's the current WWE champion so keep it doesn't freaking matter actually I don't know why I'm talking about because it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, but honestly, I feel like he needs like the fresh coat of paint of like leaving WWE because that's also like a greater point of like these wrestlers have been in WWE for way too long, mm-hmm. um, uh, and that's part of the pr- part of the problem is that they've just been here way too long and they need to leave. <laughs> the Miz needs to do the Drew McIntyre tour. Yeah, I mean, the, I remember, I watched the Miz back when I first started watching wrestling, and that was like 15 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Like, why is he still here? And it's just like, you know, it's... I'm not saying The Miz is bad at wrestling. It's just like, you know, at a certain point, that wrestler, that character has run its course in a promotion. It's just sort of like, he needs to move on. I don't know, move on to, like... Where would The Miz be? What other promotion would The Miz be good in? I'm trying to think. I feel like NWA. Honestly? Impact. Impact, Impact, sure. Impact, I feel like he'd be fine. But I feel like he might just be a little bit too big for Impact for some reason. But I don't know. Honestly, I think The Miz would be great in the NWA. Because the NWA is all about cutting promos. Uh, at least Power was before uh, it is being reworked. But <laughs> but The Miz is not really like a classic Southern wrestler. But I feel like he can really get into that. And he can mm-hmm. have some real nice promos with him versus Nick Aldis on NWA. Because I, I, I truly believe he would be great in NWA than Miz would be. We got Maurice okay. in his corner, too. Uh, it'd be great. It'd be great. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's just, like, things like that where it's, like, we don't really know. And look at, like, the people we push. Keith Lee. He has been my WWE champion since August. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I've been, I've been literally pushing him since I got him. Uh, and I gave him the title in August. Uh, Alistair Black. He's on TV every almost every week. Uh <laughs> <laughs> the difference is some in real life he isn't um the difference is we're not petty here yeah no no no, no. we we're not like petty people we're, we're, we don't like we it's not that we hate the miz we're just like i have no idea what to do with him yeah. um and we also have the drive of pushing newer talent i mean look at tony storm and piper niven piper niven behind sasha banks is the second most important woman on the uh smackdown roster uh, is the third most important person, third most top, most ranked person in the SmackDown locker room. Even even without even without our roster, we just I just had Kai and Gonzalez go over Flair and Natalia. Like yeah, yeah, because it makes sense because it matters and that this stuff matters to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beautiful. I think it was a great card here, Mikey. I think it all. I think that is the bottom line. Uh, it just as long as it matters and makes sense, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> this is why this is why we used to book SmackDown together because you you were you were aces at the matches and I had the promos down and we were working very well together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, yeah, we're we're very... we covered each other's asses, like yes, and I feel like that's also what like this experience has been doing separate shows is like learning that sort of thing of like getting better at promos, getting better at making matches, that sort of thing of like getting it all together, getting a full rounded scope. Cause the only way you get better at it is by doing it. Mm. I mean, what other planet is, will that exist on? Um, but yes, those are raw and SmackDowns folks. Uh, that is what we've presented to you all. Uh, so you can now go to, uh, Twitter at CountOutPod, and all weekend long, there'll be a poll pinned to the top of that Twitter page at CountOutPod where you can vote on whose card you liked more. Was it Raw? Was it SmackDown? Uh, go to at CountOutPod on Twitter and go vote right now. 
And the reason that's important is because the winner will win uh, the right of the randomizer. That thing at the top of the show we said we want to keep it realistic. We have a list of uh, 44, 44 items? Yeah, 44 items right in front of us. Um, and we are going to roll the randomizer to see uh, who is going to get some sort of punishment, Mikey, for having a <laughs> not necessarily a bad show, but a weaker show. I guess weaker yes. show would be the word. Um, so let's get to it. Okay, the winner of last week's poll, Mikey, was Monday Night Raw. All right, good, good, good win for you here. Bad for SmackDown. <laughs> yes, a solid. Very, I'm happy for you, but also, oh shit. Yes, a solid win for Smack. Sorry, for Raw here. Oh, okay. <laughs> what brand am I doing? You confuse me. So, uh, yes, I've won. I'm gonna hit the randomizer on you, Mikey. Let's see what we've got in store for SmackDown. What was the uh, result last week? I don't remember what it was. It was a tie, right? It was a tie last week, yeah. What was the what was, what was the thing we had to do? Uh, I had to add a promo, and you had to add a No, you had to have a match interference. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, well, huh. Well, this is a good thing. This is actually a good thing. It's a okay. good thing, and good things happen to me. This so, is true. Uh, miraculous recovery. All right. Roll a D whatever to see what wrestler is healed faster than a D4 plus one. See how many weeks we can knock off their injury. So who do I got injured right now? Like the randomizer feeling merciful today. The only legit injury I have right now. I say legit because I have a lot of people who are out because of uh, with broken arms, broken arms, uh, broken legs. Uh, the only legit injury I have right now is Arturo Ruas. Uh, right. So let's see. The big can... one. Yeah, he's like he's out for like thirteen weeks or something. So I'm that could r- be less now. That could be less now. So let's see. I'm gonna roll a D four. Uh, I just wrote D four, and that's apparently a pub uh, somewhere, <laughs> an Irish pub and cafe. D- rolling a D four, that's a two. Two plus one is a three. So that thirteen weeks goes down to ten weeks. Let's see where that is. Let me pull up my calendar here. Where's ten weeks? Versus 13 weeks, Arturo Ruas. Let's see what we're going to have here. Where the hell is he on my god dang flabbit calendar? He's currently scheduled to return May 3rd. We push him up three weeks. That's one, two, three. That's the Monday after WrestleMania. Ooh, one more miraculous recovery and he can make it. One more miraculous recovery and I can put him into a match. But right now, a return at WrestleMania is still a return to the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania is still not bad. It's still pretty big, yeah. That's still pretty big. Uh, you know, I could I could do something with that. That gives me more story. That gives me storyline excitement. We could work with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I and can, then like, and then and then if it if it happens to if it ha- if you happen to get another miraculous recovery and he comes back before WrestleMania, even better. Even better. Even even better. Uh, perfect. I, I'm excited about that. I'm good for that. Okay, folks, there we go. That is this week's episode of Hit the Books. We presented Raw. We presented SmackDown. We did the randomizer. Again, you can vote on which show you thought was better. Was it Raw? Was it SmackDown? You can go vote on Twitter at CountOutPod. While you're there, why don't you give us a little follow uh, so you can see what other nonsense we tweet about on at CountOutPod. Mikey, anything to plug? Uh, go check out Independent Waters every Wednesday here on the Countout Network, where me and Zach Batista take a trip to the independent wrestling scene and bring back matches for you to watch. Uh, we love doing the show. I think you'll love the, the matches we bring. And uh, we just had a couple weeks ago, we had an interview with Effie, if you want to go check that out. So, uh, yeah, go go check it out every Wednesday here on the Countout Network. Independent Waters. Hell yeah. Great interview with Effie. Uh, it was a very good job, Mikey. I like enjoy a lot. Smiling ear to ear while listening to it. A uh, lot of inf- information out of Effie. Definitely going to look up those uh, JR crickets. Definitely going to look up um, JR crickets. Go, yeah. to the, go to the go to the airport in my free time. Uh, <laughs> so no, definitely some good picks. Good eats. Well, eats was actually one of them. Uh, I, I mean, I'm in very very much interested. Um, so thank you, Effie, for that. But thank you for a great interview, Mikey. Of uh, course. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Knight C if you'd like. Again, you can uh, also listen to my show, G1 and Only, which is every Monday on the Countout Network. But again, listen to all of our shows on the Countout Network. But more importantly, uh, yeah, more the most important thing is go listen to shows. Uh, but you can also check out our website, countoutpod.com. 
if you have any interest in writing articles about wrestling, uh, let us know. You can uh, DM us on Twitter, email us. I think our email is countoutnetwork.gmail.com. Um, mm-hmm. Countoutnetwork at gmail.com. It's on our Twitter, I believe. But if you're interested in maybe developing a podcast with us, or if you want to write, just write about articles about whatever, AEW, WWE, uh, New Japan, Joshi, uh, what have you, uh, you can go uh, contact us and we'll uh, put it together. Uh, but yes, that is it for this week's episode of Hit the Books. Thank you, everybody, again for listening. And until next time, we've got two words for you. Book it. This has been a Countout Podcast.